Today, on Commitment to Truth. We have to become men and women who, who truly recognize in our hearts that we don't know when, but guess what? He's coming, so he's coming for me sooner or later. Either one day I will drop dead and be standing in front of the beam of seat of Christ, no matter what my age is, no matter what my health is. Listen, I will one day cease to breathe and will be standing in glory. Therefore, there must be this urgency that I don't know when that's even going to happen. So I don't have time to play around relationally. I don't have time to have spats with my parents or spats with my children or spats with a brother or sister in Christ or a biological brother. I just don't have time. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. The word near means this. He is near place and position. So he is near, if you would, again, uh, uh, contextually in, in space and time, but he's also near in his position. Understand who is coming. Matter of fact, his position says that he's omnipresent. He's already here. Do I recognize that? Do I recognize his authority? Word near also means of times that are imminent and soon to come to pass. I recognize this. Therefore, there's this urgency. It is guaranteed that Christ is going to return. Therefore, I must be urgent in all of my behavior because all of my behavior, everything I think, everything I say, everything I do will be judged at the bema seat of Christ. What should we do? How should we respond? Verse 35 says this, 34 and 35, it says, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Recognize he's near, but we must also rely on his eternal word. Listen, everything around us will lie to us. We will lie to ourselves. Our senses will lie to us. Our emotions will trick us. People will lie and deceive, betray, we learned, right? There'll be all kinds of stories. I mean, back up, back up only two years ago. It was so much betrayal, so much confusion, so, more, so much distortion. And if you relied on your senses, your feelings, which are dull in this many times, if you relied on other people's words other than the word of God, it will cause you to go haywire and derail and even defect from the faith. No matter the tribulation, no matter the betrayal, no matter the persecution, no matter who's dying all around you, the word of God must remain the compass. Be 
Because many will come to deceive you, the scripture says. The word of God must remain your compass. The word of God just will not cease to exist because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word, what? Dwelt among us. So the word of God was, the word of God was, the word of God is, and the word of God will always be. It will never pass away. The word pass away here in verse 35 says, it will never perish. It will not be passed over or by. Do you hear what that? It's saying to you and I, the word of God can never be passed over or never be passed by because it is the standard for living. If you agree with it or not, it is the standard in which by mankind must conduct himself or herself. So you can't just pass by it because it will be the, the plumb line in the midst of the people. No matter how much we try to take it away, no matter if you know it or not, it will always be the standard. Where pass away also means this, it will never be neglected nor even omitted. I remember Target said they would, never, they would not uh, stock Bibles anymore. I don't know if they do or don't with adult Bibles, but I went to Target one day. Guess what I found? A children's Bible. I guess somebody snuck that in. If you go to the depths of the sea, he is there. To the highest heights, he is there. The word of God will lead us, church, like no other resource during the end times. Because the scripture says, church, that the very elect will be deceived. And if you have not been a man or woman who studies to show themselves approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, and you're able to rightly divide the word of truth yourself, if you've not hidden the word of God in your heart, if you not wash your mind with the word of God, you and I will believe anyone or anything. There's nothing inside of us to weigh it against. Recognize he's near. Rely on the eternal word of God. Verse 36 through, 30, uh, through 44 it says, but about that day and hour, no one knows. Listen to what it says and underline this. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father alone. So that is so cool that Jesus says, hey, I'm telling you I'm coming back, but I don't even know when I'm coming back. That is so cool that the person who's coming don't even know when he's coming. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand it till the flood came and took them all away. 
so will the coming of the Son of Man be. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken. One will be left. There will be, uh, therefore, be on alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if he, the head of the house, had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Can that be a word to the heads of the houses today? Specifically men. For this reason, you must be ready as well. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Recognize that he's coming. Rely on the eternal word of God. Last point is that you and I should just be ready. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Be ready. In other words, the table of our hearts should always be prepared for his arrival. The word alert in verse 42 means this, to watch, to give strict attention to, to be cautious, to be active. Do you hear that? So it's not you just sitting and you... <laughs> remember Y2K? Some of us are old enough to remember. Y... It's not sitting at home storing up your goods, your canned goods. And... No, 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 no. It's about being active, church. Being alert means to be active. Are you active? It also means to take heed lest some destructive calamity suddenly overtakes one. Right? We never know when something catastrophic is going to happen. We never know when any, when any calamity is going to happen. So there's this responsibility to be alert, to be active, to be engaged, to be moving forward. And so therefore, again, just to challenge you as the church and as individuals again, is that if you are a part of the body of Christ, or you say that you are a son and daughter of the living God, if you say that you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, what are you doing for him? What are you doing for him? And remember, the doing for him is, is, is not exclusive from doing it within the church because you are a part of the body and the body needs the parts and the parts is, makes the body whole. Yeah, you can do some other ancillary things outside of the body of Christ. And yeah, you should be in the highways and the byways. You should be doing all those active things. Absolutely. You should be sharing your faith to your neighbors. But what are you doing in the body of Christ? Period. The body of, in the body of Christ, in a local assembly, that's where you flourish. That's where you grow. That's when you 
help that local body grow and become all it should be. And then the work multiplies exponentially. That's what it does. It's a greater manifestation of the spirit of God. That's what 1 Corinthians 12 talks about. The working parts of the body helps manifest the spirit of God. And listen, and it says, and it's for the common good. It's for the good of the person doing it, and it's for the good the person doing it for. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Imagine this, all of us, we have missing brothers and sisters yet to be found. We've all gone astray. There are spiritual sons and daughters outside of our own race and culture yet to be birthed by all of us to help assemble His glorious church. But do you believe that it is possible? Can you see it? Can you envision with me a church both locally and worldwide that is so inviting to all from every race and culture that naturally flow out of one's love for a holy God, the racial and cultural divide. You can purchase this book at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. Be active, be alert. Verse 44, be ready means be prepared. Prepare to do something. Prepare to receive one coming. If you can just imagine with me today that when you know company is coming over, right? I know in our house, if the bathroom is clean, it's being cleaned again. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, didn't we just clean the restroom yesterday? It's like, no, we're going to clean it again because company's coming. We shouldn't be concerned about or so focused on, oh, no, I, I, I cleaned my restroom. I'm clean or I'm clean contextually. You follow me? No, no. We need to keep cleaning and keep cleaning and keep cleaning and keep cleaning and keep cleaning because company's coming. Some of the guys, we may understand this or some ladies may cut the grass, but I, this was my job when company comes. Uh, when we first got married, she had to re- Lisa had to remind me over and over again about this. But after a while, I just knew. I just like, I know this is my job. You know what it was? Cut the grass. Company's coming. She didn't have to say it anymore. It was like, okay, let me just go outside, cut the grass. Now I ask somebody else to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't have the time to do it, you know? And sometimes the energy, but, but, it, it, but, but still, it falls on me. You follow me? It's still, it's either Cedric, you go do it, or you pay somebody to do it. Make sure that grass is cut, because company is coming. Again, what, whatever your responsibilities are, whatever he has instructed you to do and to be active in, and to correct and prepare for his arrival. Don't know when. Company's going to knock on the door. Be ready. 
I was watching this movie on the plane. It's called The Survivor. And it's a movie about a man who survived the Holocaust. And he survived it in a very unusual way. He survived it by boxing. And what the Nazi used to do was put these uh, prisoners, Holocaust prisoners, in the ring to fight each other. And they would battle who would win. This one uh, survivor was a very good boxer. So this uh, Nazi officer kind of took him under his wing and wouldn't let anything happen to him. But he had to fight to save his own life. And he had to win to save his own life. Because whoever lost in that ring was shot and killed on the spot. But it was interesting, he eventually escaped. I think he was in New York at one time, and he uh, came to the U.S., and he continued to box. And he was boxing professionally, and he ended up um, boxing against, uh, I think, Rocky Marciano, and he was doing that that age and time. And he kept fighting for this reason. Storyline goes, and sorry for being a story buster, But here's the deal. So he kept fighting because his hope was the more he was in the newspaper and the more he got promoted as a boxer, even if he was just getting beat to a pulp, and that's many times that's what he was doing. He was allowing his opponent in the U.S. to just beat him up because he was beating everybody up while he was in prison. But his hope was, I still want to fight. I still want to fight. And his sole reason was, so that he can be reconciled or be found or he find his childhood sweetheart who was separated by the Nazis. That was his old goal. His old goal was, you know, I'm just going to keep fighting and keep getting beat to a pulp so that one day I'll get the newspaper, she'll see me, and, and she'll know that I'm alive, she'll contact me, and I'll know that she is still alive. That, it was a weird story. That at the end of the day, he meets uh, this, this young lady who now is married, he's married, she has a children, he has children, and he's sitting with her and, and realizes now she's dying. So they have this exchange with each other. And they said this to each other. He says, my love for you kept me alive. While I was in prison in a Nazi camp, my love for you kept me alive. You see, here's the deal, church. During these times of tribulation and purging and persecution, you don't want to quit. But your love for Christ must keep you alive. It, it, you'll want to put down the cross. You'll want to jump ship. You'll want to abandon Christ. But your love for him and his love for you must keep you alive. But it goes further. As we share our love for Christ to others, this too will keep them alive. 
Because there are people who need to hear about Jesus. But they need to hear about the love of Jesus that we found so desperately. Amen? Let the love of Jesus, church, keep us alive, active, vocal, servants, passionate. We just don't quit and give in and succumb to the tribulation and all the nonsense around us. Because you love him and he loves you. Amen? Let's pray. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, my prayer is that you are being inspired to know Him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen Savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you, would you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others? In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you pray this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitment to truth to let me know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family and have a great day. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.